Are all American officers so ill-mannered? About yeah, 99%. Then perhaps while you are with us, you will have a chance to learn some. 10 days isolation hilts. Captain Hill. 20 days. Right. Oh, uh, you'll still be here when I get out. Cooler. Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm, damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a movie has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Hepper Taylor, and deep in the tunnel with me is my good friend, David William Rogers. Hello. I'm freaking out. I'm in a tunnel. <laughs> You're going to tell me you're freaking out. <laughs> I'm freaking out. David, good to yeah, see you. Long time. Um, what is the film we are doing Just today? Just real quick. I'm already sweating as I do. Oh. So I'm going to pop some of that booty sweat I got back in tonight. I got one too. Is that a Tropic <laughs> Thunder reference? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We say that ever since Tropic Thunder. <laughs> we have a guest tonight. You're yeah. going to hear. Careful of the table, everyone. Knocking on the table. Mm-hmm. Elbows. Um, I also got mine in Da Nang. I don't think you really heard that. I didn't hear it, but oh, yeah, shit, that's it good so that, you, that you got it there. Yeah. But the movie we are doing today is The Great Escape, 1963, directed by John Sturgis, writers Paul Brickhill, James Clavel, and W.R. Burnett, stars Steve McQueen, James Garner, Richard Attenborough. Attenborough? Yeah, Attenborough? I fucked that up. A little liquor on my tongue gets me. And then uh, <laughs> the boy Charles Bronson is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of old school actors. Obviously, this is an older movie, war movie. Mm-hmm. It's a war movie about WW2, a bunch of prisoners trying to escape. Very interesting. I had never seen this. Mm-hmm. I had also I'd never seen it. I heard of it, yes. and only because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, they mention it. Well, they say that Leonardo DiCaprio's. Um, Right, he's an actor in that movie. Mm-hmm. He was up for that part, and it could have been him instead of Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. And they kind of show um, Leo in that yeah, movie when he comes but, yeah. when he comes to the camp the first time with like that aviator jacket on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. cool. So, yeah. yeah, I had never heard of this. Oh, I had heard of it. Sorry, I had never seen this movie either, and I kept. Um, mixing it up with great expectations i would be talking about what movie we're gonna do and i was like hey great expectations and scott was like you mean <laughs> yeah. great escape i was like yes exactly um we're not alone today on the podcast we have a guest joining us welcome to the podcast logan kavarik hi Hello. guys i didn't know if it was like a don't speak until i'm announced no you can thing. do whatever you want so don't speak don't speak yeah. <laughs> that, that's funny the the leo that's definitely right? a reference yeah. a yeah. modern day reference yeah i feel like this movie it's funny we watch so many movies and then you start to understand like jokes in movies that have come after this like references yeah. stuff like that so i definitely felt like although i hadn't seen this film maybe i it felt like a bit familiar to me or something yeah like the because you've scenes. seen once upon a time in hollywood yes right? yeah i well, actually we can, yeah. didn't really like it sorry did you guys Ooh, like it? loved it I did. I loved it for reasons like because I love this movie. I yeah. cannot oh, with Tarantino yeah, on his no. feet. I cannot. He does have a foot fetish. This <laughs> I true. cannot. Well I cannot. Did you guys see the picture of Tarantino going to see Bobby? And then there's like a couple of feet yeah. scenes <laughs> in Bobby. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. There it is. Whenever like feet's good. Yeah. Anyway, um, Logan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, who are guys. you? What do you do? How uh, do we know each other? How do we know each other? We know each other because we both work at talent-led production companies. This is true. Who is your uh, talent? Can you I say? work for, yeah, I can say I work for Kunal Nair uh, of the Big Bang a Theory fame. True. Uh, wonderful individual. Great company. Been there two years. Amazing. Uh, I'm an executive there. Um, and yeah, you and I met through a, a classic general. Yeah. And a beautiful friendship has evolved. It's, and it's, so has me and David. Well, and also because we were on a kickball team. That's correct. All <laughs> three of the Todd Schumacher was Todd, also. Yep. I basically yeah. just recruiting. I like, we created this kickball team. Cassidy. And then everyone is mm. coming on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Todd, Cassidy, slowly but surely going to get every single person on, on the podcast. And squad. we got last place, but that's neither you know here what? nor there. But we were the we're best looking team and the least we were. strange. Room to true. improve. Yeah, exactly. I just saw a note about it. They're like, hey guys, it's coming back. And I was like, eh. I think we might sit this season out and we could, you know, just come back, see how it plays out. But yeah. we did have fun. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so you're an executive. So yes. it's been a, a slew of like high level people. And Good. can you tell us what an executive does like day to day in case you missed the other episodes with our executives? Yeah, God. Well, it varies from company to company, mm-hmm. but certainly for us, uh, it's all about uh, 
putting packages together internally. So that's like reading books, articles, scripts, um, meeting with writers, um, and putting ideas together, um, particularly whether it's around your principal or uh, not around your principal. Um, and uh, and then once that package is together, you kind of take it out into the marketplace and you sell it to the the big the big honchos in town, whether that's a Netflix, a Hulu, mm. uh, um, you know, a, a Tubi or a Tubi, whoever. There's like Pluto. different streams. <laughs> um, and then to your friend in the corner who's like, yeah, I'll buy this package. Yeah, I'll yeah. take it. Um, and then like there's a whole great piece of the business where you're just like meeting uh, other creative people in the business and trying to like, you know, put packages together that way and projects together that way. And it's a it's a business about who, you know, and who you come in contact with. Relationships. And, yeah. Puzzles. puzzles. We love a puzzle. Love we, a puzzle. Love we love a we love a strategy. We love a, a project, you know, much like the film. Tom, Dick and Harry. Trying to get out of this prisoner of war camp. A little bit more glamorous than, say, trying to escape from the Nazis. Yeah, but a question for you, since yeah. we're already on the topic of your career and the things that you do. Um, when you work for a talent-led pod for the people at home, does that mean that you always create projects that involve the person that's famous? Or is it like you're also looking to do things that are not related? No, you do it. You, it completely depends. I think again, case by case basis. Um, for us, it's, you know, it's a little bit like 50, 50, um, you know, you, some, some things you gravitate towards that, you know, might, might slot someone in and otherwise you, you might not. Um, some production companies like say Brad Pitt at plan B, they're developing projects specifically for not him. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's just a case by case basis. Totally. Yeah. And if you're like a writer or somebody that's like trying to meet executives in the world, mm. um, what is something that you notice about, you know, meeting with creative folk, whether it's director or writer that you're trying to figure out how they fit in with like what you guys are trying to do? What's something that jumps out at you? What do you mean? Like, like what, what? Yeah. Like as a creative, if I'm a creative and I'm meeting you for the first time and you're like, oh, this person's got, you know, like what's something that you look for? It doesn't have to be necessarily a project based. I think conversation is so like conversation. Um, I think being able to like, just be able to listen, be able to digest the the topic at hand. I think just being a good conversationalist, like if I can bond with you, like mm-hmm. it's not even like, Hey, are you going to pass this test? And then I'll accept your project. It's just like, can we get along? Like, are we mm. going to be good collaborators? Because mm. it's such a collaborative medium that I feel like if we can if we can gel on a conversation basis, whatever material comes in front, then then we can handle it because we're going to be good collaborators. I think people forget that. I think people, you know, like they're so creative, they're so cerebral, and they forget that like it is a relationship. Everything in our business is a relationship. And, and that's not to make it like a hierarchy, like, hey, you're only going to be successful if you have relationships. I just no. think it's to, again accentuate that like this is a collaborative medium and it takes a town at every stage um to make something and so i think yeah the the better collaborator you are the better you can give constructive feedback and not just say hey i like this i don't like this um i think the better off you you'll be collaboration great segue to talk about this film yeah a lot of collaboration in this movie i hate to be a downer and bring in like a bad please movie like a, like a, cause I know you guys like sometimes like I listen to a, you did airplane with Tatsu mm-hmm. Yeah, this, like, is, this is very dark. Yeah. I know Paris, you lean comedy. No, like, well I usually, went... <laughs> so, okay. So this is the thing. So you chose this film. Yeah. So I always ask, why did you choose this film? I chose this film. Well, first and foremost, like this is a dad, this is like a dad movie, like okay. totally introduced oh. me as a kid, watched it as a kid, digested it like differently at different ages um so yeah it's like a total nostalgia play for me okay um and when you were like what movie do you want to bring in i was thinking like what movie can i talk like what movie am i going to passion for yeah this was on the list for sure that's great yeah scott was like oh yeah i watched this with my dad when i was a kid um i think maybe because of my parents not being american it just wasn't like in rotation but maybe what's funny is it's not i mean it's not even that i mean obviously there's american i was gonna say there's only three americans but they are the fucking hottest and the heroes (laughs) and i yeah well we can get there's three of them and they're like hey i'm the sexy guy on the haircut yeah um okay so you chose this for pure nostalgia purposes so you had obviously seen it had you seen it many times many times it's been i'd say though like it's one of those movies where like you know i i have this weird thing where like if i have friends over i'll be like oh have you never seen the bike jump scene in great escape like i'm gonna pull it up you on youtube we're gonna watch it right now and they're like Mm -hmm. oh come on we're hanging out i'm like no we're gonna watch this right now (laughs) um so it's one of those movies where like those sequences and scenes i love to rewatch. having rewatched it though like from start to finish to prepare for today i was the first time i did that in a few years for sure interesting and i picked up on a lot of things that i feel like maybe I didn't pick up on. Totally. Especially when you're watching something with a critical eye. Yeah. It's always a bit different. Different lens. This movie is three hours long. Just FYI. Heads up. 252. 
Three two fifty two. We were <laughs> we have for the for the audience. Should we call our audience something like milkers? That's driving. fucked up. <laughs> like our our OG fans, our the OG milkers. fans, the milk um, milkmaids, yeah. men milkmen. <laughs> All you milkmaids, and milkmen <laughs> out, there. out there. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I think milk is sounds a yeah, bit erotic. Yeah, I was laughing to myself. Yeah, I'm not not into it. I feel like I am going to Japan. Dave has a milking table. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, okay, not so, Dave. Yeah, we had, had Dave the yeah, show. I got well, you. also maybe Dave. I probably you know what's funny. One in Speaking of like smartless, which is one of my favorite podcasts. I love that. Yeah. The whole time I thought they were when they said Tracy from Wisconsin, I didn't know it was actually Sean's sister who yeah. lives. I thought it was like they were being pejorative, like yeah. the stupid oh, no, person they go in the middle of the country. And do a, I know that's when I learned. In Madison. That's when I learned. Yeah, yeah. I need to finish watching that show. Yeah. Yeah. That was very good. Yeah. Shout out to Madison. My niece and nephew are going there right now. Oh, nice. well, um, and I kicked the table. So, but to this. 258 million hours. The hours. It was kind of funny because we're on a group chat just organizing when we're going to record the podcast and everything. And out of nowhere, Paris goes, Three <laughs> hours. I just for the record, I said we can pivot. We can move yeah. on. But David was already an hour in. He's like, we're watching You know what, though? I will escaping. say it took me like eight hours to watch this film because, you know, th- finding it's a talky movie. Finding three hours as well in like a day for to sure. watch a film. I think yeah. my attention, unless I'm actually at the movie, I've seen Barbie twice. I went and saw Oppenheimer uh, in the yeah. movie theater. Mm. You know, those are long films, but the time flies when you're at home, your phone fucking buzzes. Oh, you're you forced know. to sit in the theater. Yeah. I put mine on do not disturb. Good. And you actually reason. stick wow. to Dedication. that? Yeah, I did. I for, do that, for but then like I like the, touch the it. last, at least hour 45. Mm. But, to your point, yeah, it is a talky movie, and it is. and to Paris, you said it too when we were talking like on the group chat that you put the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. I had to do that at yeah. some point as well because it was hard. I kept having to rewind. Well, they're jumping between like different people, and yeah. also yeah. that um, that a lot of different characters. But the in this transatlantic movie. American accent was very popular in like the forties, fifties, and sixties. I just saw a TikTok about it where this woman was like, Americans used to sound kind of more British, mm-hmm. and like to the untrained ear, I'm watching this and I'm like trying to. It's just like they seems like they all had these like weird hybrid accents. And for the record, I'd like your rating out of one to ten for James Coburn's Australian accent. Oh, ten. I was like, wait, he's been Australian this whole time. But no, he was putting it on for like one second to trick the French. It's the worst accent I've ever heard in my life. I literally was like, wait, what the fuck? Is this guy Australian and I somehow? Okay, wait. I did want to ask you because I was like, this is terrible. And I don't I (laughs) there was one. Okay, he says bluey. Yeah. You know what that is? Yeah. What is that for the audience? I mean, it's true blue, like true. Well, also bluey is a show that's like wildly popular. Have you heard of bluey? Yeah. It's like apparently one of the best kids show ever. It's Australian. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's like a dog family. The guy who invented it, like got cat called at a comedy show. Like someone was doing crowd work and he's like, I'm retired. And he's like, you're 30. What the fuck did you do? He's like, I invented a TV show. And he's like, oh fuck, you didn't invent bluey. Did you? And the guy was, and he's like fully retired. He just like sold it and it's huge. Yeah. But I mean, like Bluey. Is it? It's not derogative. No. No. Like, well, I can't remember what the context of what he says. I is. can't remember either. But I remember I read it in the trivia that they were saying like that. Let's give him a couple like words, like yeah. vocabulary yeah. words to like Australian. Well, true up, blue, you know? like oh, he's true blue. Like he's good. He's a good egg. He's good he's, people. Yeah, good people. Right. Like Bluey. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. But like also Blue Gila. <laughs> I don't know. That's is it? Which is a dog. Yeah, is it you. something to do with like yeah, like being. Um, like a true Australian yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it could yeah. be. It could be like, oh, he's so, yeah. he's a bluey. Like he's yeah. a real Aussie. I am clearly okay. not a bluey because <laughs> I have lived many places. I'm fake. Yeah. Yeah. No, he had a great accent. So James Coburn, um, like, I mean, one of the cool things about him is like he has an amazing voice, obviously. Yeah. And I think like people like if you're not super like, oh, I love old movies. He obviously was in Magnificent Seven with mm-hmm. another John Sturges film with McQueen and Charles Bronson, who sounds like you like because he said... Yeah. 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 I mean, he's it's a legend. Just interesting. I was listening to something about Charles Bronson. So something bad. Well, he fought in World War II. He's a lot of these vet. people yeah. are veterans. Well, because it's okay, the, you think the 60s, they're, they're definitely alive at that time. Yeah. You know? Um, and he was, a, he was a gunner. Okay. Charles Bronson was. And I think his father passed away. He worked in a mine when yeah. he was 10 years that. old. He was the 11th kid of 15, oh which is insane. God. He was getting a dollar per ton. So that claustrophobia in the film yeah, is real. It's real, yeah, yeah, because he did that. As far as like his accent goes, though, yeah. and like some of, and I do want to talk about the acting, yeah. right? There was, I love the intensity that 
they were able to create, especially when I was like, holy shit, yeah. are they going to get away? Are these papers, mm-hmm. these documents going to be enough? Um, they're French. Is their French going to pass? Yeah. That kind of thing. That suspense. The blind built. guy, the guy going blind. Yeah, yeah. Really Donald sad. Pleasant, and the, yeah. hey, we're on the rope now mm-hmm. because they didn't do the tunneling into the forest far enough, which was um, a true story as well. Part That part was true. But some of the acting just seemed, and that's what I think this time, seemed too forced. Well, I think that was a style. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's elevated yeah. since, but it's it's interesting it's to watch. It's not as nuanced and like exactly. It's almost more like, th- like theater-ish. I was like, exactly going to say that because it feels like a play. It definitely was. So, it does, could it do did, this as a play, honestly. Could, oh my God. Well, not three. Yeah. Not the, not the third cut. act, but you could for sure do well, the I'd like to see the them. tunnel would be hard. I think. No, you mm-hmm. just you could build it you sort of like creative. open on the side, yeah. underneath like the set. That'd be fucking cool. You, I, think. I think you'd have to cut some stuff because there's so oh, many characters. For sure, yeah. there is a but lot. To to the being overly dramatic. Yeah. Scene that sticks out to me is uh, Ives the mole. Yeah. Oh, Angus yeah. Lenny. Ives. So when he gets pushed into the cooler, into like the solitary <laughs> confinement, he goes. Oh, and he throws his hands up <laughs> and, then he and he like down. walks into the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. But it's also like the fighting. It's like, you know, the old school, like pow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. it doesn't have the words, yeah. but it's like, you can see Pretty much. they punched into their hand. Yeah. Like these stunt guys. A lot more movement in their bodies. I joked to the set to Scott, because we know a bunch of stunt guys. I was like, Jeremy would never. Like Jeremy Marinus, <laughs> who was on Because it. it's just so dramatic. Yeah. And like, the particularly top. the moonshine scene where they're all oh, drinking yeah. and they're like, they're like pretending to drink. It's so obvious that yeah. there's no liquid yeah. in the these cups and they're just like, ah, like so what the i was listening to something about this movie and that took a super long time to film to like that sequence that sequence no just those three people getting the wows down and they were like because really? it is it's one take they're behind is that why? i think so and it was like they all had to do different wows mm. um and it's just and they also said like it would take some insane amount of potatoes to make that much yeah. moonshine yeah wait you know what i just realized we didn't do this <laughs> Oh, we <laughs> were like, what is this movie? So Did wait, you guys even like this movie? Just, I, just I mean, do yeah, I don't know if you want to chop this up and <laughs> they, put it at the start or just put it down. No, this is rock. You know, okay, yeah. so, uh, yeah, the synopsis <laughs> of this film is basically it's a prisoner of war camp and all these people who sort of end up, they're like the ones that can escape easily or they like are determined to escape, but they're officers. So that's why they don't get like killed immediately. Cause I was like, wouldn't you just shoot these people? Like they're fucking liabilities. But anyway, they make a plan to tunnel out of this super high intensity. Uh, security prison and they they successfully get 76 people out um but it's a whole sort of movie about camaraderie and working together and strategizing and then you've got this pressure of like yeah the germans there but it's it's weird like this movie jumps around a lot like the time like they talk about oh it's been three years and x amount of things i'm like what the fuck like i literally thought they were in there for like six months right three at three years based on a true story based on a true story and if i'm Correct. The seventy six was the true story. Only in the fe- in the film, only three people make it. Only three people actually actually survive in the feature. In real life, in real. I thought in real life it was I like seventy six. No, the fifty they actually did. Ex- so they, ex- they executed. They, they, yeah. So basically, wait, sorry, let me back on my synopsis. So seventy six get out. Right. Okay. Three yeah, survive yeah, yeah, yeah. and like manage to flee. One this pretend Australian guy like gets helped by some French and then a Spanish guy. They walk him across the border. Right. Blah blah blah, and then. But they round up 50. And there was one guy in the group. What is his name? The one with the scar on his face. What's his character's name? Oh, Richard Attenborough's character? Uh, yeah, it is. But Jurassic Bartlett, Park. Big X. Yeah. He, when he comes to the camp. Holy shit. What? It's more. That guy is in Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, I just said. That. Jurassic Holy Park, anybody. Shit, he just blew my mind. And also, his, well, his brother. Do you know who his brother is? Yeah, Attenborough. Planet Plat- Plat- Earth. The, yeah, yeah, that makes this sense. This is a tiger in the wild. <laughs> tiger? Um, yeah. But no, blew, you said it, and then I'm scrolling, too, yeah. and I was like, but Big X. And I'm Big X. I'm pre- Attenborough was a nobody going into this movie, I'm oh, pretty sure. Shit. I don't oh, wow. Think, I but think he was. His character, whoever he's based on, whatever, he was like, highest risk he, and they they he got brought to the camp by gestapo and they were like if we catch you you're straight up getting murdered so at, when they got captured they put them all on a truck yep. and then they're like okay you can stretch your legs immediately i'm like this is bad and then they basically mowed down Kill them 50 people but yeah so How about, we're, we're, i was, was on hoping hist- to be in the other truck the history <laughs> channel um talks a little bit about this movie and the history behind it and this said that the Germans recaptured 73 of the escapees. Only three successfully fled to safety. Two Norwegians stowed away on a freighter uh, to Sweden mm. and a Dutchman who made it to 
Gibraltar by rail. Yeah, Gibraltar by rail and foot. Gibraltar. Gibberish. And Adolf Hitler personally ordered the execution of the 50. Well, that's in the movie. That's why they were like, that's why he, the guy at the camp, like had to leave because he didn't do his job. Like, yeah, the higher power took him away. So I was wrong. So then, wow. So it is a true story. It is. Yeah, that part as well. Okay, so the whole point of escaping was that they wanted to basically take away resources. Like they yeah. felt like they were doing their part for the war efforts by creating yeah. a problem. Now, did they say it was like on the books for them? It's part of their military strategy. If you get caught, try to escape. Try to like you yeah. Said, they said if yeah. they're officers, that that's their duty. That's yeah. their duty. And then to in the beginning, that's seen a dialogue where they go, "Do yeah. you not expect them to do their duty?" And he goes, "No." That's so what, what I guys... couldn't reconcile. I was like, they are being. Everything we know about the Nazis That's what I'm not saying. good people. Like, I'm yeah. like, why wouldn't they just shoot one of these guys in the head immediately? And to be like, I think and be like okay, are you guys done yeah. trying? <laughs> not to like sympathize, but that is something interesting, like particularly the character with Henley, mm-hmm. uh, James Garner's character, mm-hmm. um, the German guard who ends up finding them with the coffee, but who he gives him chocolate. Yeah, yeah. And, and he takes I was like, papers. what a little There's, fucking he is rat. a little fucking rat. But like, interesting though, like I kind of look at him and I'm thinking like, he could have been drafted. He probably wasn't necessarily right, so behind the cause. Them. True. But like, I just think this film interestingly shows like- The humanity. A little bit, right? I think like so. not well, trying to say, hey, even like- To your point, good, like but. you and I- could have been on the front line for some totally. crazy they, he, he said, psycho choice. dictator. He said he was a scout. They have this really cute moment where he says, how many scout badges do you have? And he said, I had 19. He said, I had 20. That and was very like, big up. He's and like, he's I like, would have got one extra. But I, I got was working taken on into it, the Hitler Youth. Yeah, yeah. And 100%. Like, listen, I do I think there were, do I think, it's it's a tricky subject, obviously. Of but of course, there were people that just didn't want to be there, but they their option was also to get shot, you know, yeah. or their families. But it just did, it did seem them. in this, in this picture and portrayal of it, it did seem very tame. Oh yeah. my all God. the other, I thought like, so. it's really a background. It's not in your face at all. It's, yeah. But it's so, I thought like, and they have like a swimming pool for them and they give them tools and Gardening. stuff like that. Yeah. And not to be lazy, but I was like, I would just sit my ass yeah. down. But and wait to, it out. in this history, um, article on history.com they're saying that they broke the geneva convention by killing those 50 yeah. men yeah, that makes sense. and they um after the war all the 13 of 18 nazis were executed because of war crimes oh, for shit for this assisting on the 50 men yeah yeah hmm. so they they were they were so that's i'm kind of torn because in the movie it's like they are being super aggressive with trying to escaping and being slapped on the wrist i think it was only 10 days if you got caught escaping in the, the rule was 10 days in the chiller yeah. from this cool. article i read but so I they're mean, yeah, trying the, the to do guy, all this stuff the guy that like runs the camp he again i think this is very much a symptom of the 1960s filmmaking where it's like la 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 we're all you know there's no swear words there's no, no. like blood really mm. even the guys that get shot in the they always get shot in the back and then they fall down there's a Again, little blood I think it's 1960s like right yeah. they get yeah. the one guy gets stuck on the barbed wire and then the one guy has a little bit of blood on his head but it's not Just, by today's standard yeah. this is a g-rated movie you know mm, what i mean yeah. compared to but like even the leader of the camp was kind of like this like gruff you know headmaster type versus like the head of a fucking prisoner of war camp yeah. you know yeah. I don't know. Do you guys have family members that were in various wars and stuff? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my grandpa fought. He yeah. was like so he was a few too. hundred people away from like D Day. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think he was. He, he went in like seventeen. Two grandfathers. One grandfather on my mom's side was a uh, commander of um, aircraft carriers, um, and he also flew uh, fighter pilot pilot jets. And then the other grandfather was pretty high up. He was like a supervisor in the Ohio class submarine. Um, kind Damn. of construction and so yeah. I, again yeah the higher class are like all the they're like 14 of like basically the world's deadliest submarines that lurk at the bottom Ooh. of the at the thing and it's like it's like it's called like um i think it's called like um reassured destruction or mutual assured destruction oh, basically if you destroy out. us yeah we're just here we're yeah, we we've no got these subs the kind of a chicken yeah with submarines and they go down at like six months at a time and the subs Jesus that they Christ. built in the never. 80s or I think 80s, maybe maybe earlier that my grandfather was a part of. They still run today. He was so. Which war was that? Korea. Uh, it was like a diesel yeah, sub. Yeah, I know, right? I don't know. I don't know that. I'm yeah. so. It's no, not my field. Yeah, but, it's wild. But um, but yeah, it's insane. And then there's some good submarine war movies out there too. Red like October. Hunt for Red October. I also just watched Hunter Killer with Gerard Butler. 
No, I haven't seen that. It's like a total B movie, movie, total B Actually, movie, but if you like movie. submarines, it's kind of a good one. Scott just watched uh, the Tom Hanks one with his dad. Oh, yeah, great. Apple, Greyhound. Greyhound. Yeah, yeah. Which is, Greyhound was decent. Um, is The Hunt for Red October, that was That's Sean, Sean Connery. Connery, Alec Baldwin. Okay, yeah. We should what do that is one. The, what one. is the movie with Denzel and Gene Hackman? Submarine movie with Denzel. I have to Google yeah. it. Oh, see, he's young, huh? Yeah, that movie's fantastic, too. Because, so to your point of mutual... Um, I think it's called like a mutual assured destruction. Yeah, mutual assured like destruction. That, yeah. yeah. But um Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Yeah, another Crimson great Tide. submarine movie. Same thing, like the comms get cut off. They get into a couple scuffles with um subs, and they're supposed to go over to like Russia to shoot their nuke and be in place in case Russia shoots. Mm. Yeah. So the comms get lost. Gene Hackman's running the thing. They kind of mutiny. Denzel takes over because he's like, no, we need to make sure yeah. that we got the yes to shoot this thing. Otherwise, mm. yeah. they shoot, it's, we it's shoot. It's really about the finger on the button Exactly. Guy. And so it's just like this whole yeah. contained movie. Mindset. Yeah. But, um, uh, so to, wait, to, nobody asked me if my grandparents were. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your my grandparents my grandmother lost two fiancés. Oh, oh, man. I don't know why she got engaged a second time to somebody in active service because you've just been through this. Lord, and after the yeah. second time, you'd be like, what the fuck? Um, but then she married my grandfather and he was stationed off Australia. Australia obviously had different situation to America, but he, I think was on Port Arthur, which was like kind of our last line of defense. I think he was like a radio guy. So, but my, my Nana was a nurse as well. I think on Australian shores, but they met after the war and yeah, such a wild thing to think think of those two guys dying, but I would literally not exist because things would have turned out different. World war didn't happen. Um, Segue from your Nana. No women in this movie. No women. Not a single That is something we always bring up, so I'm glad you brought that up. Also not a single person of color. color. Wait a minute. There was no women in the towns when they were trying to... There was in the background, if you see. I read, I read. I'm just, I'm just trying to, (laughs) in my head movies, trying to find No one had a character. Well, think about it. I mean, I mean, yeah. Come on, there's, there's no. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm yeah, just but saying. I'm just saying, just the situation of this movie is mostly in that camp. Yeah, it's yeah. dudes. It's no, a bunch of it, Nazis. Circumstantially, so, it makes sense. I think yeah. if we made this movie now, though, there would be some kind of love. Well, interest. so here, so I was curious because I was watching this and I'm like, okay, there's no women in this movie. This is trivia, IMDb. So take a grain of salt. Early on in the production, director John Sturges began receiving memos from United Artists who released the film, requesting female roles in the movie. One even suggested having the dying Ashley Pitt cradled in the lap of a beautiful girl in a low-cut blouse. <laughs> the studio wanted to cast this bit by, by having a Miss Prison camp contest in Munich. Sturges would have none of it. The only women in the film are those glimpsed in the background. Yeah. Which, by the way, no... Sh- yeah, this is definitely about a group of men. Yeah. But there's also... Yeah, there's no people of color. I said that to Scott like at like minute 30. I was like, I guess they didn't have any mixed-race officers or... Yeah. I'd know, imagine there was. Well, it's, I don't know, that's Hard to say. an interesting question time. because it's mostly British, British right? Mm-hmm. Soldiers. And then it's like, German. where where did they put um, black, Hispanic, mm-hmm. Maybe Asian a different descent? Camp. Anybody that looks vaguely Jewish, right? you were very yeah, fucked. Because a lot of these people were air pilots, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the one of them, did they say in the movie or was it real, the real story behind it? But one was doing, um, getting people away from... Dunkirk, mm. and that's how he got caught. Shot one of the prisoners. Uh, yeah. to, was it the forger, the guy who was making all the could have documents? Been, could have been. I'm not sure if I'm thinking of this article I read. That I think it was real that life. Arc, I don't think they mentioned that in the film. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, think, then it was, yeah. which is pretty interesting. Like all these different stories of these different men, how they got, and then the all place. these different prisons. You guys are troublemakers. Yeah. Put them here, and then also the sand that they built these prisons on top of was like, sorry, dirt. It was like yeah. almost sand. Yeah. So it was harder to dig under. Mm. They put microphones nine feet under the ground. I heard about that. Yeah. So that, and then these, the men who dug the tunnels went 30 feet under mm-hmm. just to get away from, the you know, microphone. trying to get caught. Yeah. Wow. So it's just. Would you guys try to escape if you got into 100%. Yeah. If I'm I getting a slap me? I think I'm the, Steve McQueen like in my daily life. Telling you right like now, I would not. If I'm getting a slap on the wrist every time, Okay, but I'm What's not going. A, I'm not yeah. going thirty feet underground. I'm so sorry, I'm just not doing. You, are you, are you claustrophobic? I, I am. A, I'm a little claustrophobic. So I like, wouldn't. I think I. I don't think I could do it. I was watching it, and that guy that was freaking out. I was like, that would be me. Also, the fact that the wood holding up the, it's like bed frames and stuff. Yeah. Like, no. yeah. Which I was reading, like that's not accurate. Yeah. Oh, was it? Well, people were like claiming it as a goof on IMDb, but like maybe that's actually what they did do. But yeah. that wood is not 
super sturdy. Can you imagine anything worse than being buried alive? Yeah. No. This uh, said they took 4,000 wooden bedboards to okay. build ladders. Yeah. I mean, you try to think about what they had at yeah. their disposal. Yeah. They only had they wood. They used blankets and... to muffle sounds. They converted 1,400 powdered milk tin cans to oh that were God. provided by the Red Cross to for digging tools. That's why I, lo- yeah. I mean, that's the one sock of the things. thing was yeah. real. The sock thing was cool. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things I love about this movie is like the ingenuity behind yeah. like just the sequences of them digging, you know, taking this, the piece of metal off and then like putting the, the grill back on or yeah. whatever it's called. And to just make like, it look like water. Yeah. Like they were showering. And it's just awesome. So smart. I love that they set the tone immediately for this movie. Instantly, as soon as they get instantly. there, they're like testing, testing the waters. Yeah. McQueen testing. walks right up. Yeah. Looks at the wire. I could throw, the, throw this ball right here. Look, it's they're a blind spot. Yeah. I'm going out tonight. Totally. <laughs> like, I know. What? You're in a Nazi prison camp. What are yeah, you talking about? Yeah, you're not shell-shocked at all. Yeah, you're not just yeah. like crying a little bit. <laughs> I, <and> so, like, <laughs> Ready you, to go. When, when you asked me, like, you know, how you watch this movie, I watched it so much as a kid. And obviously you're picking up different things as a kid. Watching it, you know, again, coming here. One of, the, one of the things I was always confused about was how did they know who these guys were? I just wrote it off to Hollywood. It's convenient, whatever. What I'm realizing now is it was probably the German guard's duty to recognize, yeah. to, to memorize the all their photos. Because yep. then the even re- when they're in the towns, he's like, good try, Botlet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing I picked up on that, that triggered it was when he sees Ives and he goes, who might you be? And he goes, Lieutenant Ives. And then he goes in his book and then he goes, oh, Lieutenant Archie Ives. And then he goes, and he goes you don't look like your photo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so that's they probably how like he knows sheet. everybody. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. And he gives, and, a, yeah. he gives a great line and he goes, he says something like, how would you look under these circumstances? Like, right. That's a, so just popped in my head with you're talking like the paperwork. Could you do this movie today with technology or would you do this movie as a World War II picture? I, Scott and I were talking technology. about it and I was like, you could do it as like an AI, like the AIs of the Nazis. Yeah. And like entrapping people and trying to get out. Well, that's because another thing, like they, when they were running away, the ones that did escape, I feel like I could have hid better than them. True. You know, like they were running across the roof. I'm like, stay on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait it out. It is one of those things where I've always thought, like, God, I'd love to remake this movie with like, because they remade Magnificent Seven and they did Denzel and Chris Pratt. I'm surprised they haven't remade this yeah. movie. I think. Is it too controversial with the Nazis? No, I think you could well, there, still. Because it's. This it was is, hard to get this, I think, greenlit because of the I, ending, right? Yeah. Like, it's really not a happy ending. It's a, All it's a sad people, movie. Yeah. Like, it's if not this uplifting. Was a, if this was a play, I reckon you just open it with. 50 of these men will die. Yeah. And then black. Yeah. This is their story. And, and then, then the audience like, which one's going to die? Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I think like, the, like a movie like comes to mind is like maybe like a spider head, um, oh, yeah. which was with the, uh, Chris, uh, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, where he's not a, a black hat. Yeah. Is that, no, or is no, this is the one where he's on an, they're on an Island. Oh, recently on Netflix. Yeah. It didn't, yeah. The second half didn't make Fell a lot of sense. But that's like yeah. kind of an escape movie, totally. modern near totally. future. But I do think that there's something that you could do. I think what's really unique about this though, is that it is a true story yeah like that's I think, what resonates sure. i think that the, these all-star cast i think what's so unique about it is that we look back and we go holy shit look everybody at this everybody was somebody mm-hmm. at one point steve mcqueen is like it's just so funny i said to scott like i feel like actors have changed like the the yeah. main ones were so clean cut and attractive they were almost yeah. like copy paste like the americans were so like stocky and handsome with yeah. their haircuts and then like the brits are so like gentlemanly and then you had a couple <laughs> like interesting looking guys but i was saying I feel like actors now can look very different. Whereas back in the day, it was like you had to be so attractive. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, like, and this could be my biasy coming in with the nostalgia, but I think Steve McQueen is one of the few people in cinema history that really couldn't, doesn't need to say much. He's like a James Dean. I feel like you look at Mm -hmm. him, you're just like, he's mysterious. What's going on behind his eyes? That guy's cool as fuck. He just is a cool (laughs) He rides a motorbike. He's got a tight sweater. Do you know how he died? I was reading. Yeah, uh, uh, car. cancer. Oh, I thought it was a car crash. No, cancer. I could be wrong, but I was reading. He had uh, like a very aggressive form of sort of stomach cancer, mm. and he believed that he could like heal it holistically. And he found some quack doctor in Mexico. He was a weird dude. Who was like, "You're healed," and he was like, "I'm healed." And they were like, "We can literally see the tumors growing out of your yeah. stomach." And then he went to some kind of, like, I forget which country, but he went somewhere, and the American doctors were like, do not get this tumor removed. Your heart will not be able to handle the surgery. Yeah. And then they, the quack doctor was like, he's, he's healed. And then he died. Oh my God. But yeah. this is the seventies. Like, yeah. yeah. He was notoriously a, a weird guy. I mean, I know like, was on, he? but yeah, like productions. He, I was like, is he Alexander McQueen's dad? But he's not. No, no. <laughs> I was like, and bro. Uh, isn't there also Steve McQueen in our business too? Yeah. Yeah. Director. Yeah. Yeah. 
not of same relation. Not the same guy. Yeah. Um, um, I did have this question for you too. Hit have us. you been in a situation where you were chased by cops or like a principal authority of any kind, somebody's parents where you were trying to get away or not be caught and you like kept your cool, got away, did get caught. Do you have any of those stories? I got one. I'm not, I, I got to think about one that Isn't I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to share it on the <laughs> it's podcast. It's him running away from an ex girlfriend's dad. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have one, Paris? No, I feel like I've had a pretty chill life. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe like running away from like security guards when I was a teenager. Yeah. I was a shitty. Did you have to like hide and they yeah. walked past you? I hid you. in a fountain one time. Yeah. I was drunk and I forget what we did. We were naughty. We were running around being lunatics in Hong mm-hmm. Kong. And I remember we like hidden a fountain by like lying in the water and it was like nighttime and then i had to like run home sopping wet yeah you know, like my shoes you got away great escape. but it wasn't really like i wasn't like how old are danger. you probably like yeah you 17. don't have to be in danger okay if you're like, gonna tell that story i'll tell my story okay, i was gonna hold okay no, in high no school in high school <laughs> at the lunch hour one time my, we uh, went to go smoke weed. Juice. I got invited to go smoke weed. Smoking the weeds. Oh, smoking the weeds. In high school. In high we got school. Him. We, got him. we got him. We got him. Junior year of high school. <laughs> and so I go. And again, I, I'm, a, I'm a rule follower. Like mm-hmm. that's why I didn't even want to tell the story. I'm like, I'm a rule follower. Logan Kavarik, <laughs> for those that don't know, he's, he could be Steve McQueen's yeah. nephew. Yeah. He's clean cut. Sweating, but yeah, yeah. I know. Sorry, it's um, so hot in here. So I go. To, I'm like, this is not good. I'm gonna go back to class, and I'm gonna be hot. I'm gonna smell. This is gonna. This is ridiculous. They go, fine. We're going to a remote place in the field. Like, no, this is fine. You're good. I'm like, all right, peer pressure. I want to be cool. Let's do it. So we go, we smoke. I take a hit. All of a sudden, I hear cops run. And I, so I'm like, oh my God, like, this is literally is what I was time afraid smoking? of. Is this your first time smoking weed? Uh, I, very few. Okay, so, so you're like, like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to like, Toki, bro. Like, let's yeah. do this. So I take one, and all of a sudden, me and the other, there's three of us, me and the one buddy start running down. We're in like a park, and we're running. like It's the longest pathway. Little do I know, it's parallel to a road. Yeah. And the cop, it's the school cop, mind <laughs> you. It's the high school school cop. So he's been catching kids smoking weed there oh, that's for like a, spot. a decade. Yeah. And so he's just been following us, following us, following us. We're out of breath, you know, hands on our knees. We go, I think we lost him. I think we lost him. And he pulls right up. And he goes, you guys know, I've been catching kids smoking weed there for like 10, 15 yeah, years. Yeah. I'm shitting my pants. I'm like, dude, I'm <laughs> oh, done. I'm going to get suspended. This is game over. And he basically lets us off with a warning because, you know, we weren't we weren't bad, bad kids. kids. Yeah, it's not like he saw you a bunch but of I times. But I remember feeling like my world was caved. Like, yeah. this is not good. And imagine if that was the Nazis. Very yeah. yeah. My, so there's my escape story. I, I love like that, that story. My friend, uh, this is not my story, but I will never forget. Similar story. A friend of mine is a very clean cut guy. He actually lives in San Francisco. His name's Matt. Great guy, super dorky. First week of college at my university. It's it's O week. It's orientation week. And we live on campus and we have third years that are like guiding us through it. And a bunch of the guys are dared to like streak. And this guy, Matt, streaks across this oval in the middle of the night and gets busted and was like, my life is over. And I just remember him running with his like dick and balls, <laughs> yeah. like streaking, flapping in the wind, and all of us just cheering. If you're streaking, you gotta own scattering. the streaking. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta oh, commit, man. like Will Ferrell, going What's streaking. Quads. What's that? You never seen old school? Sweat. What's that? You never seen old school? Uh, I think so. Maybe. Through the quad, going streaking the through the quads. What the fuck is that accent? Frank, what are you doing? That Get in the like, car. I, that, that was transatlantic. That was super weird. <laughs> you were ready for the prisoner of war. There was like, there was seltzer in my throat and it went up my nose a little bit. And I was like, Logan, you got a bunch of notes there. What are, what are some oh, of your yeah. thoughts? Well, yeah, you, you were like, I don't want to overstep. I was like, please. For the listener, they said, come dumb. prepared. So I'm like, okay, this was like a test. Again, rule it's follower and I like to ace mm-hmm. tests. So well, I let me, I got, I got one, you got quick, stuff, yeah. one quick okay. story about the great escape. So mine was more on the paperwork side. Like, are these documents legit? So I had a, a fake, fake ID. ID. Yes, it was my brother's. Never. I'm not going to say how I got obtained this, right? He, he was he aware? But basically, it was my picture on a legit yeah. ID. Yeah. So I'm the only one that can get booze. We're up at my guy's college for the weekend. I got the keg the night before. We need to re-up for the next night, Saturday night. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back to the liquor store. What do we need? Vodka, blah, blah, blah. So I walk up in there, same guy's working. Hey, man, got this, you know, a couple vodka, a couple 24 packs. Here you go. Put it on the table. Got the money ready. Give him my ID. He looks at me, looks at the ID, looks at me, goes, wait a second. Turns around, grabs another ID, holds it up, and he turns both of them. One's my legit license that I just handed to him. And then the other one is the fake that I left there yesterday. Oh no. So I go, 
he was like, what is this? I go, oh shit, me and my little brother, Sarah Carr. I must have left that. Grab the grab the license that my real one out of the hand. I'm like, thanks, man. And then I was like, how much? He hesitates for a second, takes the cash, gives me the fake back, go about my way. How old are you at this point? Well, yeah, I, was say, uh, I think I was 19. That's oh. so dumb that 21 is the drinking age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Matter? 18. Yeah. yeah and Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah. But literally, I walked out of there. But not a, I didn't take a beat. I didn't hesitate. Good. You, just you boom, acted. Boom. Yeah. You had confidence. Yeah, 100%. I also had a fake ID when I was in Hong Kong, but I was like 15. And the way we used to do it, I hope I don't get like in trouble. Is this like no, illegal? I um, I think it's illegal. <laughs> gonna, we, yeah. we used to scan our passports because I lived in Hong Kong. So we were expats. And so like, I don't know. Fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. We would scan our passports and then in print or paint, we would copy a number, you know, like use a grab tool and then yeah. like drag it over on top of like, Smart. it's so crazy to think now. Like I was pretending I was born in like 86 five yeah, you know right. and now yeah. it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's <laughs> legit i did something similar i'm not gonna Someone's say pretending that we're, they were born in my age yeah, yeah, for yeah. that but that's that's pretty smooth Leo well DiCaprio. then we used to print it out and then take it to the clubs and they'd be like where's your actual possible like we're not gonna bring out actual passports they're that's in the hotel because we're here on business yeah, by the way i've looked at pictures of myself at 15 <laughs> i looked <laughs> 15 that's always was, my thing i was dressed I like fit, yeah. business casual yeah. i'm like we're who am i business. going yeah. have you guys done cash me if you can yet on here what is it cash mm. me if you can with no i don't think so no, but i love that movie, movie. Line yeah and then he does the forging yeah another based on another true story correct yeah maybe we have to bleep out the fake id thing we don't want to get in trouble i think you're okay i think you're because you did it in a different you did a different i'm going back this and so Oh yeah! Don't Imagine they we need <laughs> to talk like, to we you heard Paris. your we your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get in here. The Paris of Adele. Oh god! Yeah, we were little shits. I don't know what That's to tell funny. you. A milkmaid's listening in Hong Kong. All the milky maids. <laughs> I wanted to talk. The only thing I really wanted to talk about, even though I have notes here, was I just wanted to talk about the motorcycle stunt. Ugh. Okay. Because I think that that's one of the greatest stunts in film history. It's so. great. So, like, do you have background on how they did it? Who did so, it? So, yes. Shout out, Bud Eakins. Okay. Um, Is that the stuntee? That's the stuntee who did it. Looked looked a lot like uh, Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Although Steve McQueen rode bikes, knew how to ride bikes. A lot of those scenes, you can tell, are him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's some... Which is so crazy, because I feel like now they... Well, Tom Cruise does well, I was going to say, obvious, I feel like, and that's why I feel like it's a pertinent conversation because I feel like he set the stage for guys doing their own things. Mm-hmm. Like, even though he didn't do that stunt, um, you know, it makes me think of like Daniel Craig went in, in when he goes up that, uh, the staircase in that James Bond. Yeah, movie. yeah. Um, but I just feel like that, to do it with that kind of bike, that bike was a heavy bike. Heavy bike yeah. yeah, World War II bike. World War II mm-hmm. bike, heavy to jump over there. And they didn't even build anything. They just found like a piece of, you know, a hill Cross. that like... And um, no, yeah, Buddy Eakins. Did, all I know is Buddy Eakins did it. Uh, they did it for real. They shot it for real. I think they did it. Maybe the first take. I don't oh, know. Wow. Don't quote wow. me on that. That was a cool setup. Um, I was listening to something about this movie. And they said they use a lot of wide lenses, especially yeah. for the tunnels. Yep. Mm. Right, because they built up dirt walls yeah. in a studio yep. and then put the tunnels in. So they needed that wide angle. But to that part, there was so like expansive with the two um fences that they had set up yeah right and the nazis are coming up the hill and they scan over to the right and then they scan back to the left because these other nazis are coming and he turns around i thought that that and it's every every time he was on a bike it was i was it's electric my seat kind of like that suspense is building like don't get caught yeah Where's he going? I yeah. also couldn't help but think about like the cinematography. Like obviously mm. 1963, like you said, they're using wide lenses, probably a couple dolly shots, a couple crane shots, but for the most part, they're stationary on that shot. Mm-hmm. Where today you're using drones, you're getting oh, multiple yeah. coverages. No, they didn't have to. Yeah. Like yeah they could have a crane, but yeah. that would have been fucking expensive. Right. You might have had a mount on the bike. Like yeah. it's just to ev- the evolution of, of stunts, the evolution mm-hmm. of cinematography. Mm-hmm. But still, though, I think what's crazy. So I think that scene, like of all the scenes, I think that scene ages yeah, the best. Like it's, great. it's still like, yeah. whoa, that it's was really impressive. Super it was super exciting. Cool. And yeah. then I guess the other one I like is when the plane crashes. Which was impressive. The hill, which was obviously like practical yeah. because sure. you see the wings pop and off. And I was yeah. rooting for him just right. over the hill. I 20 know. more minutes. I know. I'm like, no. I know. I know. And then he went blind pretty quick. Yeah. Though, if you oh, again character. picking up on things, the you, first time you see him actually, you're like, like he's getting, he's going. Okay. Okay. That was not a true These story. These guys were not getting grade A medical care in the prisoner. <laughs> no, I don't so they weren't so. getting like I eye tests. So. You know, maybe there were some things they could do, preventative medicine, but yeah. yeah. Did we mention that that Donald Pleasance who plays him was was a POW? 
Oh, and was yeah. a consultant on the uh, film. Yes, I saw that. Originally, it was like, shut the fuck up and be in your place, Donald Pleasance. But, but then they were like, oh, you know what you're talking about. Let's consult. So then John Sturgis and him like would actually oh, consult wow. on like, POW stuff. When I, was, that is nuts. when I was a kid in Australia, I lived in Australia for a few years. Um, there was a family that lived in the building next door. And the father had been a prisoner of war in Bosnia. And I remember the mom. I mean, I'm like... Pfft. 10. Yeah. I remember she showed me pictures of him. I mean, he was a skeleton when he yeah. came out. And so that was another interesting thing, like having known someone who had been a prisoner of war or well, 10, you know, my neighbor's husband, yeah. um, he survived and whatever. And he was just like a normal guy that had emigrated to Australia or been a refugee. Uh, that's something that that's why I couldn't like wrap my head around. You know, I'm glad they had somebody consulting, but yeah. I think your prisoner of war experience really varied depending on like... Well, because this was very what? cushy. I mean, they're, right. they're singing, they're drinking, they're eating. Oh my God. Yeah. They're letting them make vodka. Like they're yeah. not confiscating shit. I also think whenever I think whenever I think POW, I think John McCain, who had his mm-hmm. yeah. shoulders Have you, blown I've been out to that prisoner never, of war. I went oh, to that really? camp in and he got, Vietnam. He got yeah. shot down. Right? He yeah, was a, yeah, pet pilot was a as pilot. well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The the camp that he was in in Vietnam is a, is a museum now and they have wow. pictures of him and shit wow. and they have a loop of the video because I don't know if you know this but when he was interviewed he was blinking Morse code to oh, wow. he was like interviewed or something and he's like everything's wonderful here and then you he was like sending oh I didn't message. know that yeah he actually whatever your political beliefs I think McCain was kind of a cool dude I agree I mean one of my favorite yeah, lines is was. when it's him and Obama, and then they go, Obama's this and that, Obama's this and that, and he goes, no, 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 no. Yeah, and he no, stuck no. up yeah. for him. Yeah, and he goes, we might disagree, but he's a good man, a family yeah, man. Yeah. I love that man. That You that mean kind when of uh, politicians had integrity? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When things <laughs> when were was normal. That yeah, forever ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this movie was, I'm really glad we watched it. I will admit, yeah. I looked at the time, and I was like, okay, new rule <laughs> for no. guests on the is podcast. Is this on the, the AFI, AFI list? It probably is, yeah. yeah. I would yeah, imagine. it's got to be. I know IMDb it's a top 250. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is worth a watch for sure. Like from, like you were saying, like a film progression. I think it also just sets the stage. Like I think like whether it's a stunt like what we're talking about or like movie stars or I just think it sets the stage for a lot of movies going Mm -hmm. forward. 100%. And now that I have, like now that you're mentioning the things about like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like there's a huge nostalgia for me for films made at this time because of the soundstage thing. I'm a big Marilyn Monroe fan. Sure. We did one of Marilyn's movies recent, some episodes ago. It's just different. Like we now, you know, there's so much that you can do with CGI. There's so much that you can do with um, compositing or like you build a fake set. This was a real camp, right? They built a camp Mm -hmm. in Germany. Apparently I read a trivia fact that the German police used to like set up a speed trap nearby and they got Steve McQueen multiple times (laughs) for speeding around, which just like adds to, this is so bad, but like it adds to his superstar charm. Yeah, totally. He's living it. I'm riding my bike Well, he really, I mean, he was, and he was that guy in real life. Like Mm -hmm. obviously like films like Bullet for him or Magnificent Seven, I always think about for him. I think this is going to send me down like another 1960s road. The McQueen, it's a great road to go down. Definitely. So just, to the milkmaids listening um and milkman and milkman so my acting coach she would always say like you you're going to be on set with some of these actors that have been around doing it for a while and if they start talking about a movie you better have seen it Mm. because like and we talked about on this podcast the hang is like a great part of making a movie whether you're any part of the movie just hanging out talking like film history stuff like that and so he's like if you're talking to like the top actor and they bring up some old movie like you better be able to hang and be able to talk about it because that's how like you bond that's how i feel around my bosses i feel like it's such a fucking dumbass they're like <laughs> like i told them i that we were doing a pedro almodova movie and i was like yeah he's this great and they're like we fucking know who he is pedro Almodovar, <laughs> like, yeah, he's okay sorry like yeah, yeah. do you know all these hong kong movies that i grew up watching like it's funny know. like conversely like my dad, like, because he was the one who got, we watched all these. Put you onto it. And now we're talking about all these movies now. And he goes, mm-hmm. I, all I do is turn on TCM and watch TCM. Turn to classic movies. Yeah. So it's like, gotta have they, a little bit of keep, Can't not only yeah. watch old movies, yeah. can't only watch new movies. Just be. I think it's funny with parents. So you don't feel like your parents keep up with the the stuff? My dad doesn't. Because I think, I think my dad, like, full disclosure, my dad's also in the business. So, okay. like, I think, Ooh, like. I didn't know that. You're a Nepo baby. No, not Nepo baby. <laughs> okay, I'm Nepo baby. <laughs> what, what does and he do? I'm gone. Um, what does he do? No, he's a producer as well. Oh, there we go. Um, Super Nepo. Yeah, no, he's a producer as well. Um, Hand, just got handed his job at 
21. Didn't earn it at all. No. Uh, he's Richard Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, actually, he yeah. just changed his <laughs> slogan. That's why you know he was in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Logan just changed my his dad, name. My dad was it. I mean, I mean, he was in Sir Richard Attenborough. <laughs> but I go, Dad, you gotta like, you yeah, gotta, well, I gotta it. watch this stuff now. And he goes, I just, I was on TCM last night and I watched Gunfight. Well, TCM's crowd, done, so no, they, are they saving it? Are they selling okay. parts? I think keeping it. Okay, I think some of the like older guys will like. Let's band together and buy it. I'm like, smart. They yeah. did. And then, like, I didn't Spielberg and all those guys yeah. band together and say, like, let's. They're like, you're an not. idiot. Yeah. Which I'm also like, because I think idiot. they're also talking about what you're talking about, David, which is like preservation of old cinema yeah. and yeah. Like, things that. Well, we've. It's, all, impor- it's important. I want to honestly be that psycho that has like a room full of DVDs. Like, yeah. I bought Scott Bullet Train and a couple of yeah. other movies because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, and even today we were discussing we you and I watched on David and I watched on HBO but then he had eight minutes left and then he's like oh my god it's gone and I was like no I, it's not and I looked it yeah is. so this is the first time this has happened to me and we've been what this is like 1718 episodes yeah. in um I'm watching it on max and we had plans to go see Barbie we went and see that I have like eight minutes left of this movie just you know finish it up get back sit on the couch sorry oh, error sorry. Error message, error message. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is it like my internet, whatever? Come to find out, it's just not on the platform anymore. And so it's on a, on a different platform yeah. today that I had to finish it on, which is Pluto. Which Pluto, is that's how I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do they? Because do, I know certain, like Netflix has a good job of saying, like, leaving in leaving, July, yeah. you know, 30 yeah. days. No, like, I, think I don't think so. Max does that. No. I mean, they just don't have that yet. It's just funny that they, it hops around. It's Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's uh, like, all right, you take this for dad, the next yeah. seven months, and my then dad, I'll take it back. My dad tries to keep up on the new movies. I think uh, the most surprising one recently is I went to see Joyride, which is a new. I hear it's hilarious. It's a great movie. Um, this po- podcast is coming out. Everyone's gonna be like, they came out months ago. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we recorded. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Um, and I was like, yeah, Dad, I went to see this movie called Joyride, and he goes, Oh, that's the one with Ashley Park in it. And I was like, What the fuck? How Wait, the I don't fuck? even know what that one is. She Ashley Park is. This is how my dad knows it. My dad has watched every single episode of. Emily in Paris. <laughs> She's like the oh, wow. second one on it. It's just funny to me. Like, cause my dad yeah. is whenever I talk about like A-list, B-list, C-list, I ask my dad, like, yeah. do you know who this is? And if he does, A-list, because it's my dad and he's yeah. lives in the middle of nowhere. B-list is if I show him a picture, and C-list if is, is if I have to show him a picture and tell him all the things that he's been. And he goes, ah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 That's a good ranking Parents system. Parents are parenting. Emily in Paris. Is it because he has a chateau in that's well, because he lives in France. Yeah. yeah, I think he thinks it's. He's in the middle of nowhere in France. <laughs> yeah. So that that middle of nowhere has a different context in different places. Yeah, in America, like, middle of like nowhere Indiana. in America, like whatever. Yeah. Okay, middle nepo baby, whatever. Is... <laughs> keep your keep thrust yourself <laughs> defunct. Um, okay, let's. It's getting long in the tooth. Um, it's time for us to decide who to give a shout out to from the Costa crew. David, would you like to go first? Yes, I will go with Ferris Webster and he was the editor on this Mm, movie. Great editing. So yeah, long movie, ton of actors, bunch of different scenes, setups, all these different things that he had to stitch together to tell the story. So I thought he did a great job. Um, He has 79 previous credits um, for editing Escape from Alcatraz, the Gauntlet, the Outlaw, Josie Wales, uh, Magnum Force. So he's he's done a ton of different stuff. The Ma- uh, Manchurian Candidate. Mm. Still um, haven't seen that. Wait, I Manchurian need to Candidate yeah, with Magnificent. Denzel? Uh, no, oh. 1962. I was like, well, how, like, which how is, old is this guy? The Denzel yeah. one's a great movie. Yeah. Um, the Magnificent Seven. Great. Um, so yeah, I thought he did a great job. Um I think some of the dialogue bounced around for me, mm. but as yeah. far as the overall storytelling, um, I thought it was put together pretty well. So Ferris Webster, I don't know if you're still with us, but shout nope, out, yeah. he passed away yeah. in 89. So shout out to you. You know, I think there's a moment Cheers, my guy. and there's like an intermission, right? There's, there's a scene I think that goes to black. Is and I remember thinking, I don't know. Maybe. I remember thinking like that could have been an intermission. Yeah, yeah Maybe. I mean, three hours, 1960. Scott was like, oh, this came out around the same time as Ben-Hur. And that has, or no, not Ben-Hur, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, yeah. Which I remember my parents had the VHS of. And I remember it was like three cassettes. Yeah, yeah. It's like this massive (laughs) box that looks like a massive tomb. All right, Logan, who have you got a shout out for? I unfortunately revealed it already, but I'm going to shout out Buddy Eakins, who is McQueen's stunt guy. guy. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's here of like, that's the sequence. When I think of Great Escape... I think when a lot of people think of Great Escape, it's that scene, it's yeah. that stunt, 
And I think his work, and I don't, I don't have the research in front of me like you did for your editor, but I'd imagine he probably did a lot of McQueen films because mm-hmm. they were doppelgangers. I'd imagine oh, yeah. he did bullet work. I'd imagine he did magnificent seven horse riding. And so, yeah, shout out bud and shout out stunt people in general. Yeah, they do. They put the body on the line. All right. Well, I went with Kurt Ripburger, real name. He was the set designer, uh, set oh. decorator. And I think we can all agree that the sets in here were extremely lush. Um, the last credit Kurt had was in 1963. He did Dust House in Montevideo. Hmm. Um, I feel like this guy was German because he also did Max der Tension Deep, <laughs> Alf Engel Scheitzermann nicht, yep, Das yep. Schwarze Schaf. All the classics. Um, Are you pronounced that? Yeah, I was going to say, Thanks. wait. I've been doing a little bit of German that was really good. on Duolingo because I don't know why. Sometimes that was awesome. it pops in my head that Paris is a spy. A hundred percent. I've thought that many all right. times. I mean, just think of her backstory. A hundred percent. We could talk about this some I mean, if other I, podcast. If, if that was my actual, I feel like I'd be like, my name's Louisiana <laughs> and I'm from Louisiana. And I'd just also be like, a good so, accent though. Good, I'd be like, so boring. Good cover. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> no, I just, I wanted this guy to, he, the, he was a property manager for A Gift for Heidi, which is the only other English title on here. He didn't do anything other like John Sturges movies? No. It's why Baron in St. Pauli. Maybe was, they went local. Then. I think they must have. Local But hire. you know what? I really I really thought the set... I, I was almost going to do like production design and stuff because I thought yeah. like the tunnel and then all the yeah. rooms looked great and then like they just did a great job. So, But you know what? The art department doesn't get enough credit. So Kurt Ripburger, we see you and we, we appreciate see you. We see you and we appreciate you. All right. You. Before we decide whether or not this film has aged like milk, and I apologize to see you both sweating a lot. Um, Logan, if you had any advice for someone that wanted to get into you know, being an executive, what would you say to them? I mean, apart from be born to a producer in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to come to bite me. Is going to immediately look up your dad and try to figure like, out yeah, yeah, what he's... Good, re- but no, I'm teasing. I'm, listen, um, my dad's an architect and I'm also no, an architect. Look, so. I fell in love with this business because of my father and I own that. So, um, Do you have any brothers or sisters? I have four sisters, two half, two step. Are they in the business also? Tangentially, but not in the okay. capacity we are. One's in like events and live live nice. events, and then uh, one does a film festival. You're um, gonna like be that next. You're gonna be the next producer in the family. Okay, that's the goal. Uh, I think I'll just stay on brand here. I think like have a, like I think you, you gotta love this. Like this yeah. is such a hard business. It's like, so clear that you love this though. The fact that you like watch these, you know, it'd mm-hmm. be so easy to be like, oh, we yeah. should do Oppenheimer. Like, eh. yeah, right. No, I I just think yeah, you gotta love this business because there's some. It's just a hard thing to do and to put put things together and make a movie. It's just make a TV show or anything. Like it's just really hard to do. And there's a lot of no's, whether you're an actor, whether you're an executive, you're a writer, you're anything. It's just there's a lot of rejection. A spy. A spy from Hong Kong. Uh, you Prisoner just got to love this thing. Sparrow. And I think it, you just got to, yeah, watch, watch a lot of movies, watch a lot of TV shows. Um, that would be my advice. Don't don't just, nice. you know not watch anything i think like yeah. going back and realizing the history of it all cinema where it all comes from yeah be a cinema fan do you have another in love with f- fate like a another movie if you hadn't chosen this one i know we talked you were thinking mission impossible 3 and i was like i, love mission impossible. I feel like we would have to go back to one to do because you can't just jump into a series but you love mission three impossible. Is, we could have yeah. our own little spin-off series with just him and just start doing the, all the all, mission yeah. Impossible. i'll host it yeah i'll host it this <laughs> yeah. thing's gonna go for another right. 20 years but what, what is there another classic movie that jumps to mind that you love that people should check out once they get a taste for if you if you're listening to this and you have either watched great escape or you're gonna watch great escape and you like it i think watch all of john sturge's movies which is magnificent seven where yeah. eagles dare uh, gunfight the okay corral i think Ooh. there's an there's another great documentary that could be the linchpin for you then moving on which is where uh it's called um five came back i believe it's on netflix oh it's is it about like the it's about the directors of world war ii who oh. all participated in world war ii one form or another and hmm. also shot like military propaganda for the united states so it's like john houston peckinpah mm. i think sturges That's is there and so then I think use that as like going off and yeah. like exploring their filmmaking. What's it called again? I think it's called Five Came, Came Back. Back. Spielberg. Came Spielberg's interviewed. Okay. A lot of like big directors are interviewed. I love it. I love a rabbit hole. Like during mm-hmm. one Christmas yeah. holidays when I was here, I like was like, I'm going to watch all of Marilyn Monroe's movies. And then I was like, fell down another rabbit hole with yeah. another actress. And it's like, and then you start watching all the old Westerns. And then it's like, you start, it's true. You start to learn stuff from just consuming. I'm also like the biggest James Bond fan. Oh, There's like there a trivia app. It's called, um, 
I think it's called Trivia Crack or something. Oh yeah, like I've that. seen that. Oh, yeah. I was number one in the country on James Bond for Hell like yeah. wow. during the COVID. Yeah, I was like, this is the only thing you could do. Okay. So I'm obsessed with James Bond. Okay. So and I did. Float so who who do you want as your next James Bond with your being in love David with the history Rogers. of that yeah. and also with your like, producer hat. Maybe a guy that has a podcast. <laughs> I think it's you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. Who would you? No, I look, I mean, like everyone floats Idris Elba. He's too, he's aged out of it a bit. I think. Are what, you watching Hijack? It's such a so good show. He's a phenomenal. He's, he's like, great. I just want to be him. Go though. watch that TV show. Like, he's awesome. Apple. Um, I think what I, Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli are like super talented producers. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing. They've been in this. They talk about Nepo. They were handed the keys to the kingdom. Specifically, Barbara was. I think what they do really well is like cast people Tapping who you might people. not expect. Like when they casted Daniel Craig, yeah. I remember being furious. I remember being like, he's blonde hair, blue eyed. That doesn't fit with Connery. And, and then he crushed it. And then look, everyone's his favorite. Yeah. So I'll defer to the more talented folks in the, okay. in the party and let them decide. Um, what's his face? Richard Brunson is my James Bond. That's the one I grew up with. Is that his name? No. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought you were talking about the guy this... who owns Virgin Atlantic. Oh, yeah. The old guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the original. Do you have a James Bond that you would want to cast? I think um, it would be cool to do a woman. Throw it on its head. Not to, someone said the guy who got nominated last year for an Oscar, a young kid. He's from in the new Mezcal? Gladiator. From Paul Mescal? Yeah. He's in from, the new uh, Gladiator. Afterlife? Yeah. I, I believe it. Or, uh, yeah. uh, we went his. so off the sun yeah. by accident yeah. with a group of people. Interesting. Yeah. I would probably... Margot Robbie. Maybe, but I, I think it'd be it's cool to get a, like a no name. Yeah. Yeah. To your point. It'd be cool to get the guy from the bed, Jeremy Allen Wyatt. That's not a bad guess at all. He's I also like that. getting jacked right now because I think he's getting divorced. He's been so he's getting ready spotted. for the Wait, market. which one is that? The main guy from the, the bed. The main guy from the bed. He's also on Shameless. From Shameless? Yeah. As Bond? Why not? I think he's, he's got to do an action. Here's the other thing. I think you yeah, got chef. to go. You have to go Brit Scott. Like yeah, you can't not do that. Yeah. I, Someone was yeah. saying Aaron Taylor Johnson. Ugh, everyone's trying to get him to do stuff right now. It's fine. No He's in stuff. He's good. I know, He's but... money. Yeah. <laughs> They'll Whatever. figure it out. Anyway, all right. Well, it's time to decide. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, this was a blast. Watch all those movies. Uh, don't track Logan down and pitch him your ideas, but you can find him on the Trivia Crack app and see where he's at. <laughs> I might be still charting. If you know. can best him, he'll take he a might take him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But it is time to decide whether or not this film has aged like milk or not. David, show us how it's done. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, you know, this aged like the booze they were drinking, right? The white lightning, um, the hooch. But it's got a little little tinge to it, right? It's a little spicy on the lips. But damn, it, it feels good. Mm. It warms you up, right? And it does the job. Okay. I think just the conversation we had the history behind it that holds it up for me the most just uh that snapshot in the 60s they made a world war ii picture ton of different actors a lot of moving parts and it was based on a true story all those things colliding together i thought they did a great job with it's hard to tell a true story Mm. and with that big of a cost exactly with all those like main players and then there were some funny parts like i said i really like the suspense like the motorcycle or you know when the gestapo's stopping them to ask uh papers papers and oh have a good time or good luck great or something or he goes good luck oh thank you and you know they snap back because that was a discussion earlier on in the movie exactly yeah that's the easiest one to fuck up so i i thought they did a really good job um at delores point great collaboration and just a a history movie i i don't want to be that kind of guy that's like just delves into all like historic events and goes and looks it up and starts reading history books. Yeah. But this like started popping off in my head like, oh, I should go watch this war movie. Yeah. I should go do this. You know what I mean? Because I know older guys like that that can just sit and talk history forever. I like a little bit of it, but I just don't want to turn into that. But this stuff does really interest me. So yeah. I think they did a really good job. I think it held up. And yeah, I'm glad we watched it. Amazing. What do you think, Logan? I mean, yeah, I got to, I mean, what's the phrase? What's your guy? It's do you guys fresh. Have, it's fresh. Fresh milk. Fresh milk. It's been Right out of the milked. grocery store. I think mm. it holds up well. Like I said, I think the stunts hold up. I think the acting holds up. I think there's a couple things that don't age. Like, obviously, there's a couple gaffes and yeah. 
you know, some but nobody says anything like really offensive. No, no, I don't think so. I sometimes think... we watch like movies from like the early two thousands, and they're like, "That's so good." Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. There's well, some, they use the R word to describe sure. somebody, and you're like, "Why?" Yeah, and that was only like ten years ago. Yeah, that's not long ago. Not or long they ago. like make a joke about boobs, and you're like, hey. "Yeah." <laughs> no, love this film. Love the era. Love the director. Um, love the movie star. I think it's. I think it's held up perfect, and I think maybe. We could go to two thirty. We don't need three hours. Yeah, we do not need three hours. They don't need. Three it's funny because this movie, like, it doesn't. If if you told me like what happened over the three hours, I'd be like, I don't know. I actually think there's a cool version of this where you end it when they get out. You don't even yeah. see them escaping. You don't even yeah. go in there. You just keep it look, keep it completely one location, mm. and that's it. I mean, it's a different film, but it's a yeah, different film. as long as you get the escape right part, right? Yeah. But that, that was, whole third that act when favorite. they're when they're down, you know, they're flying and they die and all that stuff. It's all yeah. great and it's amazing, but it's kind of the third load act, them yeah. up and yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, it's little it's little things. Uh, I guess it's a trifecta. I thought this movie didn't age badly. I mean, in the sense of the things that we talk about, which is like it wasn't offensive. Yes, there was not a single woman in it and not a single person of color. Mm. But this was also a historical movie. And I think it takes a lot of boxes. So I'm really glad we watched it, but I'm with you. I don't know that it needed to be three hours. I don't but... think any movie needs to be. Can you imagine watching this though, like on uh Turner Classic Movies with like, you know, all the uh what am... oh my god. His brain. My brain just stopped with all the commercials. Oh, oh my god. This is like yeah, a eight four, hours. Four and a half hour. Yeah, movie. forget it. Yeah. Forget it. It'd be like part one. Yeah, exactly. play version is like yeah. we'll be back in 10 minutes yeah. what are you doing all day tomorrow oh yeah. I'm gonna watch this movie yeah, exactly. turn it classic well again thank you so much for coming on the podcast Logan me. please go and watch all those classic films and also just like support old films in general because mm-hmm. they are part of our history and it's important to see where we're going and by doing that you see where we've come from so awesome. you learn a lot a and wisdom any, there any position you hold or want to hold in the movie industry yeah so like me as an actor like that was yeah. super interesting to see all these different styles and a style from the 60s right yeah. um the cinematography like the stunts all, all these different things you can break down this is a great movie to look back and learn from. Just make sure you have a better Australian accent than James Coburn. <laughs> also, let's not do another world war, okay? Yeah. Let's just not do that. And let's not do prisoner. Let's just let's just be nice to each other. Could we just could we do that? Yeah. I'll be, I'll be down. I'm down. There. I'm with it. Anyway, thanks again, Logan. Thanks, guys. Um, we'll have you back. We'll watch another old movie or maybe a Bond or something. I do maybe a Bond Mission movie. Impossible One. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a shoot off. You guys are gonna. I'm you gonna. Should. I'm gonna host your own Mission Impossible. Yeah. Your own we'll, spy. We'll you. I'll your own spy genre segment because what we need is more podcasts yeah. no, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, but David you should just go ahead and check your fridge make sure that milk ain't spoiled that's it milkmaids and milkmen we'll see you on the next one bye